Okay. Well, I'll open in prayer and and then uh, we'll read the last chapter of the book of uh, Galatians, chapter six. So, Lord, again, we just thank you that we can get together and pray, Lord. And Lord, sometimes uh, we just think about the things of the world that uh, the world is dying before our eyes. And um, Lord, I just uh, want to thank you that we have all our hope in you. We pray tonight for uh, your guidance uh, in reading the scripture, Lord. It's so important that uh, we look uh, to you uh, and the spirit of God to teach us. And that, Lord, uh, we are to pray and and give thanks for everything. And we thank you for your word this morning or this evening, I mean. And we just praise you now. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, yeah. I'll read six verses, uh, and then, uh, well, Dan, why don't you start us off, because I got a different rotation now, so uh, why don't you read the first six, and I'll read uh, the next six, which okay. will be seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and then, uh, then Ron, you could just finish the, the chapter then. Okay, so I, I do um, the last six. Yeah, yep. you you read from twelve to eighteen, I think, isn't it? Or no, I'll read I'll read uh, I'll read uh, six, seven, no, uh, to twelve, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. I'll read to twelve, and you read thirteen to eighteen. Okay. okay, okay. Start us off, Dan. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. But if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. <clears throat> but let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life and let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap or we will recap if we do not give up so then we have opportunity let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are at the in the household of faith. See what what large letters I am writing to you, my own hand in my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted uh, for the cross of Christ. 
for not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Okay. They desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory except to the cross, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, with your spirit. Amen. Yes, and amen. Good chapter. <clears throat> well, we are to bear one another's burdens. And so uh, we will fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, you know, Christ's law is a higher law than the Mosaic law, the law that was given. And uh, the law of Christ really is what he taught uh, on the uh, Mount, you know, on uh, when he was uh, giving the Sermon on the Mount. Like, you know, we say, uh, uh, you know, as far as adultery goes, but I tell you, he says, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed the act in your heart. So, you know, it's it's all uh, a higher plane for a Christian to obey the law of Christ. And this is all part of the law of Christ. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, and, and we're all capable of getting caught in a transgression, we talked about this when we had that little get-together here uh, last week. Uh, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. You know, we're not supposed to lower the boom and do it, you know, real hard. We're supposed to do it very lovingly. Um, we can fall into the same thing. That's basically what the scripture's saying. I like the way 2 Timothy 2 describes that procedure. You know, it, it really breaks it down. I'm sure you're familiar with the passage, but um, 2 Timothy 2, come on, fingers. Okay, here we go. Okay, as, and the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to, to all, able to teach patiently in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them re repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. I really love that description. Mm. Yeah, that's very good. 
one of so, the things. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, go ahead Ron. Well, it, it's just that the gentleness so often is missing when brothers try to correct brothers and sisters correct sisters. The uh, gentleness and humility. And when it's missing, the exchange can um, often do more harm than good. Yeah. It says, if a man be overtaken in a fault, <clears throat> ye which are spiritual, restore such an one. You know, it's so difficult. Um, we read in Proverbs, um, a brother offended is harder to be won than a city, than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. And it's so easy offensive and to <clears throat> cause offense and even when we're I think many times we we think that we need to do a work that uh, we don't need to do we need to leave it with the Lord and let the Lord do the work and uh, I think that's where where prayer is such a vital thing and um, we see that um We are to pray for those that are, um, Paul says, I would that you pray for all men, all men, especially those that are in authority over you. And then we're also to pray for our enemies. We're to pray for those that are stumbling, those that are having problems. And it's just, we, we sometimes get, ourselves caught up with how important I am and we'll see that a little further down in our um, mm -hmm. in our chapter here about um, let's see I think no that was in the other chapter anyway um, we, we we get so taken up with how important I am and how God is going to use me but that's not what the the scripture says here you know we're to consider our own selves because anything that happens to a brother or somebody else can happen to me. And, you know, I still have the sin nature in me that can still raise its ugly head. And I just need to consider my own self. And Matthew tells us to take the beam out of your own eye before you try to move the splinter out of your brother's eye. And um, there's just so much in scripture that we are to consider others better than ourselves. And it's definitely, I would say, a gift to be able to um, encourage and help a brother. It's been said that tact is the ability to get somebody to see the lightning without feeling the jolt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know that that is such, and such an um, what's the word? Contrary to human nature, bearing one another's burdens. You know, it, it's just not a natural response um, to bear other people's burdens. Um, many of us feel we've got enough burdens of our own; we sure don't need anybody else's. But you know, here we're told right out, bear one another's burdens. It uh, it gives prayerless a whole new meaning. 
You know that verse four, uh, or no, actually it's verse three. For if any one think he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. And I, you know, you think about proverbs and all those that uh, it it warns us. Uh, Sunday we went through chapter twenty-eight. And the two key verses in that chapter is verse 13 and 14. And uh, also it refers to some scripture in Jeremiah too. Uh, it says, whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Right. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always. And uh, Jerry, when he was teaching on this, he really put the emphasis on that always. Not sometimes, but always. So blessed is the man who fears the Lord always. Because sometimes we fall into sin, and it's because we're not fearing the Lord and his judgment. But whoever hardens his heart will fall into uh, uh, calamity. Uh, so, you know, when we think about thinking ourselves to be something when we're nothing, you know, we're, we're sinners saved by grace. Amen. God showed his mercy. Uh, we did not deserve it but he gave it to us because he loves us. I love, the cross, I love the cross reference on that, uh, Irv, uh, with 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, where it says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. You know, so, so we're not able of ourselves to do any great good godly thing we just can't do it it's not in us it has to be the lord yeah whatever we're doing we're we're to do unto the glory of god and uh a lot of times we think we're doing it uh to receive a reward or to benefit by it but uh our whole life should be uh to serve the lord to be uh you know, just to be occupied with him. In Romans chapter 15, verse 1, 2, and 3, it says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification, for even Christ pleased not himself as it is written. The reproach mm -hmm. of them that reproached thee fell on me. And so we see that the Lord Jesus, he came not to minister or to be served, but he came, I'm sorry, he came not to be ministered unto or to be served, but he came to minister and to serve. And that's what our example is. We are to serve others. We are to minister to others. 
We are to help and encourage others, especially those that are weak yeah. and struggling, those that, uh, you know, the, the faith is not everybody has the same amount of faith. And if there's somebody that needs help with a burden or struggling with something, we're to help them. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm uh, having a little bit of problem with verse four. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself, by himself, alone, and not in another. And so, um, you know, I've, I've always thought that when a brother or a sister is blessed of God with a gift or a word or some helpful deed, that we would rejoice. Okay, well, I've got it. Right, that I'm not rejoicing in that guy that did the good. I'm rejoicing in Christ who did the good through him. Okay, so I'm not rejoicing in another. Okay, I need to rejoice in Christ who is in the other. Okay, and now I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that word. Yeah, go ahead. I just going to comment on that word prove. Um, you know, it's, it's on the same vein as um, manifesting, you know, in other words, if we put it in context here, we're talking about thinking more highly of myself than I ought to think, but let every man prove his own work. In other words, let his own works be his testimony. You know, whatever he does, it, let let his works make him manifest. It isn't that I'm working for some kind of proof, but the works that I perform, it's like James says, show me thy works or show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you know, what we're trying to do here is let the let the works speak for themselves yeah it says but let everyone test his own works yeah uh, and uh if we're trying to judge ourselves sometimes we we give ourselves the the upper hand and uh, that verse in uh, jeremiah that i was thinking about was uh 17 9 where it says uh, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? Uh, you know, we cannot understand our own hearts, our own yes. motives. And uh, and one thing about scripture, uh, you know, when we look at the Greek and some of the translations to the English, it talks about the heart, but it also talks about the mind and it's the same Greek word. And uh, so the mind is all part of the heart and the heart is all part of the mind. It's uh, in our minds and our hearts are, are wicked. I mean, they're just, we, we, who can understand them? Uh, that's because we are uh, sinful people. 
and we deceive ourselves. Even that, uh, this portion of scripture brings that out. And it says uh, to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor for each will have to bear his own load and then let everyone who is taught. And this is a hard verse for me. For every, let everyone who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Uh, I, I just can't grasp what it's saying here uh, because if we are taught the word, we are to share it with the one that's teaching us. Is that what it's saying in your Bible, in your your translation? I always took it when it said share in all good things with him who teaches. I always took that to mean sharing what he what the the the, the listener, the student shares with the teacher, whatever all good things, clothing, food, drink. Um, but I I always took it to mean the student blessing the teacher um, for what the teacher taught the student. Well, it seems like it's... Now, I've got the ESC version. Uh, I don't know. What version do you have, Dan? KJV. Okay, uh, how does verse 6 read in yours? It says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And um, let me see what mm -hmm. let me see what Bynes has to say. Yeah, it kind of says the same thing mine says. Yeah. Uh, it's like we are to share with the one that's teaching us, or yeah, that's what I get. The student shares with the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Is that like not muzzling the ox, Ron? Yeah, right. Because the very next verse just says, "Do not be deceived." God is not mocked, for whatever a man soweth, that will he also reap. I mean, this seems to go off on a different subject. Well, Ron's, uh, according to Vines, um, it says to give a share to or go shares with, and, um, distributing to communicate. So it has to do with... Uh, with sharing, as Ron said, according to what Vines has to say here. Uh, so if somebody is teaching you, you share with them. And I think that's what, you know, thou shalt not muzzle the ox. So there's, uh, I appreciate what Ron had to say about it. Uh, it isn't just money. It's, it's all things, you know, there's, Whatever the need is, you you meet the need, you share with them. Yeah. Well, usually when somebody's teaching something, afterwards I will go up to the teacher and I will 
tell them what I got out of the message that they were teaching on. Uh, and I think that's kind of what this is saying. At least yeah. that's what I kind of apply it. And uh, I always thank whoever is teaching for the word, sharing the word. Even sometimes when I'm on Zoom, I'll unmute myself and I'll I'll thank the speaker uh, because he's feeding the flock uh, spiritually. Man yeah. does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I like the cross-reference of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11, where it says, If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? To, yeah. me, again, to me, again, this is the, the, the spiritual teacher teaching spiritual things to a spiritual student who returns by uh, to the teacher, uh, giving them material things, food, food clothing, shelter, um, the needs of the teacher. So First Corinthians nine eleven seems to do it for me. Yeah, it would be it would be equivalent to uh, going to school. You know, you you take a class you the teacher is reimbursed by the student's fees or by some means. And so I think that, that's a great way to put it, Ron. Mm -hmm. Well, after that uh, verse about uh, God not being mocked and whatever a man soweth, so shall he reap. Then it says, for the one who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption and we know that this body is gonna die and deteriorate so whatever i do for my body uh and what that means is for pleasure or whatever uh i'm just uh i'm feeding the flesh and i'll reap corruption in the end i'll i'll be dying that'll be it but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. So the most important thing in this life is to realize that we are spiritual beings and that we have to uh, think of the spirit uh, more than the flesh. And that's why it's important to read the word uh, and keep feeding on on the Lord. And I mean, I try to spend much time in the Word of God. I study it, and I, I try to apply it to my life. Even though I'm in the flesh yet, uh, someday I will not be in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And we'll see that uh, uh, in Paul's life. Paul was not concerned about this life outside of uh serving the lord and that's the way we should be and when we get to the last part of this chapter we're going to see a little bit of that which is the final warning that, that paul kind of gives and it sums up the book of galatians because of what was happening 
those that were creeping in and, and teaching false teachings. I think to go along with the point that Ron made in Romans 15, 27, it has pleased them verily, and their debtors they are, for the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things. Their duty also is to minister unto them in carnal things. So it Romans is even stronger than what we see here in uh, Galatians. It's a duty to minister to those who are teaching, those who are um, imparting spiritual things. It's their mm -hmm. duty to minister unto them carnal things, which I would take to mean, as Ron brought out, all manner of items to sustain life. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have... We have gifted speakers, uh, gifted teachers in our our, our fellowship, and uh, at one time we would uh, we were paying them, you know, uh, financially, but all of them, every one of them, uh, bowed down and says, "No, we don't want to be paid." So they are not doing it for for. Uh, filthy lucre, <laughs> you know, they're doing it uh, to feed the flock of God and uh, we should honor them. And it, like you said, it's our duty to do it, you know? Yeah. I can't interrupt you there, Ron. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, my heroes, George Mueller, Amy Carmichael, Hudson Taylor, um, they, they, accepted much money each of them received more than 20 million dollars in their ministry in their lifetime in answer to prayer alone yeah and they they uh received the money because they needed it now if a minister is rich well off prosperous i can understand him saying no don't give to me i am i do i do not have the need uh, I can understand a rich minister deferring uh, being paid uh, because he has no need. Have you read um, Mueller's biography that Irv has posted on his website, Ron? No, I read Basil Miller's biography of George Mueller, and and that kind of answered all my questions. But um, so yeah. it's a good it's a good thing there, huh? For from Irv. Yeah, it's uh, it's an audio book, and uh, I really enjoy it. It's twenty, I think it's twenty some chapters, Whoa. but it, it um, it was it was a real blessing, Irv. I really enjoyed it. I did yeah. it on my, and um, it's what what's amazing to me about George Mueller is uh, his early life, and how he was. He, he was a thief. He was a liar. He was a cheat. He was a, and he, he was he was everything that he turned out not to be. You know, yeah. when 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 the Lord got a hold of him and gave him the burden, but you know, he 
he waited on the Lord. He didn't, he didn't just, it didn't just show up there. He waited on the Lord. And if the Lord didn't provide for him, he waited till the Lord provided. Right. And there was a, it was a tremendous burden of faith. I mean, he, he went through some serious, serious struggles to, uh, you know, and quite often we, we end up, we only see the bright side and we marvel at what, what he did. But, you know, his, his whole goal after he committed his life to Christ was to, um, was to uh, show people that you could trust God for everything. And that's what he did is he, that's how he lived his life. Then he, he just trusted God for everything. And if God didn't supply it, then he figured that there was something else in store. It wasn't like he said, you know, he, he wasn't, he didn't go to God and demand things. He would tell God what he needed. And he spent hours and hours and hours in prayer, yeah. beseeching the Lord, seeking wisdom from him. It it wasn't just like he snapped his fingers and it was there. It, uh, it was a whole lifestyle. And yeah. I, I was impressed with it. I mean, it's just, it gave me a whole new perspective on uh, on what what kind of man he was, especially reading the early years when he was such a reprobate. Yeah. Well, I tell you one thing about uh, George Mueller. He trusted to the Lord to the point where he was thanking the Lord for something that he was going to receive that he hadn't even received yet. He was thanking the Lord that he was going to give it to him. He knew the Lord was going to supply his needs because uh, if you're serving the Lord, you don't have to let anybody know God is going to take care of you. And that's what he believed. Now, you want to read something that's really good, too, is I have 981 videos out there on Harry Ironside. And he was a man of faith, too. Yes. Uh, he never would ask anybody for money. He would never take anything from a non-believer. Yep. And... Uh, he was destitute quite a few times. He slipped yeah. out in the cold <laughs> and he wouldn't let anybody know. And, uh, you know, he would pray and then the Lord would have somebody offer him a place to stay or a meal. There was yeah. sometimes he only had 50 cents in his pocket and he had a, uh, he got off a train one time and, and he knew yep. the Lord wanted him to preach there. And he would preach everywhere that somebody would ask him. Yeah. But he started out when he was young in the Salvation Army. And I, I didn't know much about Salvation Army, but I learned a lot from reading his writings. He It was a, a holiness movement. Yep. Yeah. And yep. Uh, they believed that you could obtain sinlessness. Uh, and uh, he could never obtain it, and he was struggling his whole younger life when he come to realize that uh, he was still a sinner, and he he couldn't obtain that. 
And it's, it's a lot of his writings were very interesting. But anyway, I've got all his writings out there. Yeah. Uh, all, I, 800, all 981 of them. <laughs> yeah, well, I listen. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I listened to uh, Ordained of the Lord as well. <laughs> read that years ago. And, um, but I listened to it again here recently. And it was, uh, yeah, it's, there's another one that's um, pretty interesting is Moody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, have you ever, you ever heard of Mike Atwood? Have you ever met him? Mm. Okay. Anyway, he's, uh, he's itinerant there on over in uh, Midwest in uh, um, Missouri or somewhere over there, St. Louis. I don't know. Anyway, um, but he he he's uh, he's a very gifted speaker, very gifted teacher, and uh, does a lot of things on Zoom and uh, on um, YouTube. But um, anyway, he um, he did a three part series on the life of Moody, and it was uh, really enlightening. Just you know, one of the things that uh, they all seem to have in common, you know, Mueller, Ironside and uh, and moody and others of that uh, persuasion they seem to have boundless energy and you know the their their workload was staggering you know like ironside preached 700 times a year i know it yeah it's just it's it's incredible yeah yeah anyway he's been all over the world Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something you wanted to say, Ron. Go ahead. Uh, George Mueller left eight volumes of miraculous answers to prayer. Uh, that was his agreement that he made with God, that if God yeah. would um, if God would answer uh, his prayers and supply his needs in answer to prayer alone, that he would keep a record for a yeah. testimony of the miraculous power of God and his miraculous answer to uh, unsolicited uh, prayer requests. And so eight volumes. And if, if a mathematician would take those um, incidents, each of those incidents described in eight volumes and run it through the science of probability, the math science of probability, it would be the conclusive proof of the reality of God and God's existence. But no one takes the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's another little book to get a hold of if you can is it's called Sister Abigail. And it's just a real thin book, just a yeah. little booklet. Uh, she grew up on the lap of George Mueller. So, yeah, if you have ever run across it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's finish this chapter. Uh, Coming to the you know that last section, the final warning and benediction here, it says, you know, Paul actually wrote uh, a lot of this epistle with his own hand, and like we had talked about, that uh, his eyesight was really bad. See what large letter I am writing to you with my own hand. Uh, so we know that he 
was the one that penned most of this uh, this uh, epistle. Though he did have somebody that would do the writing, and he would he would dictate to him. Uh, in it is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh, and that was those that were creeping in, teaching falsely, who would force you, and that's a that's a very uh, strong word, uh, would force you to be circumcised. And the reason for it was only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that you that they may boast in your flesh. In other words, they were doing it for show more than anything. Uh, and then I have this uh, uh, verse 14 highlighted, but far be it from me, to boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And that's kind of the verse I was referring to when I talked about uh, Paul uh, not living in the flesh. He lived in the spirit. And uh, this this life meant nothing to him. And whatever he did, he he boasted in the Lord not in his own flesh. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24 says, But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. And um, I have to look up the other. There's another one. Um, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Mm. Yeah, that goes right along with this. Huh? You know, um, there are the, the uh, well, not just the Catholics. No, it's not just the Catholics, right? They take, they take this verse in verse 14 and they focus on the word cross rather than cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they, they they make a big deal out of wearing a cross or having a cross in their room or having a cross on their book. Uh, they, they focus on the cross. Um, but the scripture makes it clear that it's not just any cross. It's not just a cross, but it's the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is, of course is long gone. But it's the historical fact of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the weak in faith take this as an excuse to get uh, a physical symbol cross um, and 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 glory in it rather than in Christ. Mm -hmm. Before I was a Christian, while I was a hell raiser, I was in the military, but I wore a crucify a, cru a, a, a crucifixion on a cross cross was you know the christ was still on the cross he yeah. wasn't he wasn't in my life he was a dead christ you know what i mean yeah and yeah. uh i pretended to be religious 
That's all it was. I was. It was a, a play acting. I did not know the Lord. I was trying to uh, show that I was religious, that uh, so people would respect me, look up to me, and that's the world is that way today. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would say uh, all of Christendom uh, acts this way. You know, you see, uh, you know, people walking around with big crucifix on or uh, wearing saint pins and stuff like that. You know, it's just it's just a show or tattoos. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it talks about the, the, the cross of Christ, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you say Lord Jesus Christ, that means he's Lord of your life. We are to make him Lord of our lives. And then it says here, for neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the living God. So, Put all this fleshly stuff aside, and uh, and as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them, and upon the Israel of God. Now you know what the Israel of God is. Those are those that are uh, uh, Jews for Jesus, true believers. Those, those that have been given over to the lord and there is a remnant being saved and that's the israel of god and then the scripture ends with from now on let no one uh cause me trouble for i bear in my body the marks of jesus he was whipped he was left as dead in fact he was stoned to death one time yep. and uh I mean, he was shipwrecked, and he he he, t he tells us these things, but he says, "I talk as a fool," you know. But he suffered for Christ; he carried the marks of Jesus. Then he just ends the epistle by saying, "And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers." Amen. Amen. I mean, this is this was a good epistle. And I think when we continue on next week, we're just going to go into the book of Ephesians. What I did this last week, uh, I actually went through all Paul's epistles, uh, and they're all interconnected. And uh, when we get to Colossians, there's some beautiful verses in Colossians uh, about the preeminence of Christ. And, uh, but uh galatians ephesians uh philippians uh, colossians they all go together yep. they're all different letters wrote to different churches but they all follow the same uh, pattern uh, that paul brings so and then we will get into peter i just went through all the i just went through the epistles of peter and i'm in john's right now I, I just started John's today, so uh, yeah, I've been 
pretty busy uh, going through all these old uh, epistles and uh, they're all written to the church. They're really yep. a blessing. So I'm going to leave you guys with one thought today. Uh, it's eight o'clock right now. Uh, you look around, everything you look at, your desk, your whatever have you around you. I look at you, Ron. I look at you, Dan. And I'm looking at creative beings. I'm looking at every place I look. All I see is things that were created. Even things that are material that were created from things that were created. <laughs> we use the material, you know, to build things. And I shared this at the chapel. There's only one person that ever walked on the face of the earth that was eternal. Always was and always will be. And that was our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Now I can look at you and say that you're eternal, but you don't, you weren't, you didn't, you weren't in eternity uh, past. You were a created being and now you have an eternal future. Amen. The only real person that ever was eternal was the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about that. That's, that's really awesome. That's our God. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we didn't never seen Christ in the flesh, but there were those that seen him and he was unique in the fact that he was eternal. And yet people didn't even realize he came onto his own and his own received him not. And I'm thankful for that because otherwise I wouldn't be a Christian because the Jews rejected him. Salvation went to the, the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And I don't think I don't think any of us are Jewish. <laughs> so anyway, next time, Ephesians. All right. Yes. I mean, yeah, this has really been a good study, a good reading. So maybe one of you guys can close in prayer. Got it, Dan? Thanks. Our God and Father, again, we thank you for your word. We are humbled as we look into it. And we just ask that you would use your word to shape our lives, to mold us more like our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So now we just ask thy blessings to rest on Ron, on Irv, and commit them to thy loving hand in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I'm going to end our recording right here. Thank you.